1: We did a few weeks ago. It was the silent disco to raise money for the Fisher's Youth Assistance Program. Uh, We have an official follow up in the coming weeks, but this is just sort of a a feel good follow up on how the event went. Uh, I'm Adam Ritz, Jay Baker with me. Hi, Jay. Hey, Adam. We uh, had that silent disco and we did a show on this a few weeks ago. Uh, First of all, just describing and explaining the, the definitions and terms of what a silent disco is. And I will uh, double down and suggest to anybody listening if you're looking to have a fundraiser, Google search Silent Disco. Uh, you can have these for fun, just for social reasons. You've, I've heard uh, of people having wedding receptions and having a, a silent disco. It's a way to bypass uh, the noise ordinances in, in your hometown. Let's hear I have a, uh. I, the story I heard was there was a, a wedding on a lake in a marina outside. Well, there's a noise ordinance on the lake. They had a silent disco. And a real quick explanation is, all of your guests have on headphones. You're all listening to the same music. You're all dancing to a silent disco. Because if you don't have the headphones on, you can't hear anything. So... We were part of a silent disco to raise money for uh, the youth assistance program in Fishers. And it was co sponsored by Vibonomics, who just so happens to be our underwriter for this radio broadcast. Hats off and thanks to our friends at Vibonomics. If you want to learn more about what they do, you can at vibonomics.com. And we are coming to you live to tape right now from the Vibonomics radio studios. So, our silent disco, we raised over $30,000. That's impressive. Over 30,000. Now I'll get the final number and we'll have that final report in a few weeks. We're still waiting on uh, the youth assistance program to get their final numbers because we had some offline, uh, off location donations come in through the website as well. So we'll get the final tally, but I do know it was over $30,000 raised for the Fisher's youth assistance program. So for our friends listening uh, involved with youth assistance programs, this, these are programs in every community in America where uh, some kids in your area need assistance with maybe a school lunch, school programs, uh, after-school programs, uh, even as simple as book bags and backpacks. Uh, kids need your help, and you can get involved with a youth assistance program in your community. Worthy cause, and we were happy to donate over 30000 to to one near us. So we'll have those final numbers coming up. Uh, you can learn more about the Silent Disco um, on our website adamritzshow.com uh, a previous show had a, had the, the link to the silent disco we'll put some more pictures up on it was fun I'm telling you I, it was more fun than I thought it was going to be Now, are people
0: awkward because you're dancing with no music except for the music that's being piped into your head? Or was it the opposite, where people felt like, because I've got the headphones on, I'm dancing with Reckless Abandon?
1: It was Reckless Abandon. And and they were singing. And, I mean, it it was was hilarious. Because as the night went on, and the other thing is about this silent disco, there were three choices of the music. So you could listen to rock, pop, on one channel, the second channel was straight disco, late 70s disco, and then the the third channel was rap and hip hop. So you could tell what other people were listening based on the color of the lights on their headphones. So you could walk into the dance floor and see that half of the room was listening to rap and hip hop, half the room was listening to rock and pop, Then there was one guy in the middle listening to the blue channel, which is disco. (laughs) But everybody was singing, and you what you do is if you were listening to let's say you're listening to the rap hip-hop channel but you notice half the room is singing love shack by the b-52s and you're like i love that song well you'd switch over to the rock and pop channel and then you'd be dancing and singing along and you know hundred people singing is cool. badly i might add the words <laughs> to uh love shack 10 roof rusted so we could go on and on about the silent disco it's really cool check them out google search the term first of all and if you're looking to have a a fundraiser or even outside of charity if you're just looking for an interesting uh, party to go to or to host yourself or a different way to have a wedding reception i mean silent disco is a pretty fun thing to do
0: Well, I am so glad you guys did it, and I was amazed at the amount of money raised. So it shows you, you can have fun and still earn money for a very worthy cause. And
1: that's the best way to to raise money, is to have fun. And there's a lot of things you can do, night out, uh, uh, the raffles or uh, the um, uh, auctions, silent auctions. I mean, there's a lot of things in your community, if you just do a little shallow diving uh, into the internet. You don't have to do a deep dive to find these events, but there's usually something almost every weekend in your hometown to raise money for something that you would uh, enjoy doing, that would be a fun thing to do with you and your, your partner. Absolutely. So you can be proactive and have a great time. Well, today's
0: topic, Adam, you'll appreciate this. What happens on the third Sunday in
1: June here in America? Well, is that, I mean, is it's the longest day of the year? Is it the longest day of the year? It because is very it's close the, to it's being the first the longest day of day. summer. It's the summer equinox.
0: Yeah, I always um, forget solstice equinox. I get all those mixed up, but no, we're talking about Father's Day. Father's Day. By law, it is yes! celebrated on the third Sunday. Or, or the third Yeah, the third Sunday of June. And what was interesting was this was a tale of intrigue. It has politics. It has religion. It has all of this, not the least of which, you know, Mother's Day was celebrated first. We always do know dear old mom. I mean, she's the one we turn to the most. Yeah, People kind of forget the dad sometimes. So that's the part I think you're going to enjoy in the Father's Day saga. So you're going to know more about Father's Day today than you'll ever, ever know. And you being a dad, this is kind of cool because now you'll be armed with a little history so you can tell your little miscreants, hey, nice prizes over here. That's what I want.
1: This is good for me uh, to hear the history of Father's Day. I'm a a proud dad. Uh, This is my first Father's Day where I will not see either one of my children. They They they? They are grown up. I am almost an official empty nester. Uh, One is on a school trip, a service, um, a mission trip. Uh, The other one is uh, at summer school in college, working her job and internships. So... (laughs) It's going to be a lonely Father's Day for me, uh, which might be okay.
0: Well, I always used to joke that for Father's Day, because people would say, you're doing something special? And I go, just going to rock back in my chair and expect waves of gifts, you know, which is my ultra sarcastic. <laughs> Basically, my kids remember about 4.45 on Sunday. Oh, that's right. And then it's like the quick text message,
1: which is fine because my, my kids are older now. So Now, have you done this trick with Mother's Day being first – You help your children get their mom the best Mother's Day present ever, knowing a little plant plant the seed for guilt because you know the mom is going to have to help the kids get you something cool for Father's Day. That's funny you said that because you are absolutely correct. That's been my mo for many years. I'm not ashamed to admit. (laughs) that I help my kids get their mom the best Mother's Day presents ever. Well, part of the buildup for me too was
0: (laughs) when, you know, there's a certain age kid and I, you know, you always hate to say, you know, when that perfect age is, but you know, there's this wonderful time period because when they become adolescent, Yeah, sometimes they get a little angry as adolescents, but they just flat get so busy, you start to lose that, you know, here's my baby. Mm -hmm. But there's that magic age where, as you said, you've got your 11 and 12-year-olds in the car and you're going... We're going to drive around, and we're going to get some stuff for mom. She's going to love it. The anticipation for them is incredible. I mean, they're like, you know, you're at the store. Is this the right set of flowers for mom? I don't know, dad. Yeah, you're right. We should look through some more. I mean, it was just that great buildup, and it was fun for me. Uh, And yes, you're right, I probably, my true ulterior motive was, hey, don't forget on Dad's Day.
1: Yeah, don't forget me, on the third (laughs) Sunday in June.
0: Ironically, my dad always used to say, I just want to be left alone, but he was raising four very noisy boys. So maybe he was very accurate, just leave me alone on Mm -hmm. Father's Day. So you'll be interested to know that this happened mostly in the Catholic countries of Europe. Where it had been celebrated on March 19th, which is also St. Joseph's Day. And, of course, Joseph was the uh, father of Jesus. So, the you ultimate know, father. He was the ultimate father. It, history has never said what Joseph used to get uh, for Father's Day. Yeah, I, you're going to guess something nice because I mean, you're the dad of one of the most important people in the world. It'd have to be
1: some sort of necktie or a, a burlap knit <laughs> a necktie. celestial necktie. Um, that better be one nice necktie. <laughs> that Jesus. better be
0: absolutely. <laughs> so it was brought uh, by the Spanish and Portuguese to Latin America, where March nineteenth is still often used. Although many countries in Europe and and the so called Americas Americas sounds lofty, but you know the part of the world that's mostly North American have adopted the U.S. date, which is always the third Sunday of June. Now, as you might imagine, it's celebrated a lot of different ways, and we'll go into a couple of the different countries that celebrate Father's Day, some of them them quite comical. And Hmm. some dads may even say, I may need to relocate to get the proper Father's
1: Day experience. Yeah, I can't uh, imagine what it would be.
0: Well, I think it is interesting to take any celebration, do a little research, and you find out quickly that it is celebrated in vastly different ways. You know, the Christmas holiday, which has become obviously December 25th and you know, the world leads up to it. And for some people, very important time in Christianity. For other people, very important time in commercialism, wherever you you are at on that. But the way people celebrate is very interesting. They've adapted December 25th, but their ways of celebrating Christmas are very different, you know, and Mm -hmm. we've always heard, you know, Father Christmas in in Europe, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Now, of course... Father's Day fits in as it does for, and does this sound like Hallmark is busy working on our economy, Mother's Day, Siblings Day, and Grandparents Day, which those Mother's Day came first, but does Siblings Day and Grandparents Day kind of sound like they're Maybe artificially contrived just so we can get grandma in on the act. Oh
1: yeah, that's that's a hallmark holiday. Let's sell <laughs> some more cards.
0: Is. You got to get your grandma a card. I'm all for keeping the stores open, but that is uh, that is. It sounds to me that it's just overtly commercial on those.
1: I'm waiting for Uncle's Day because I have three. I have two two nephews and a niece. Where the heck is Uncle's Day?
0: I was going to say, and you are like the coolest uncle of all because you were always. On the radio, and you were the, you know, you're the big, tall guy. You, I'm so Uncle you were, Adam. You are the highly <laughs> visible uncle, and where's my, where's my day, for crying out loud? Well, it was Anna Jarvis who actually successfully promoted Mother's Day, and that happened in West Virginia. Now, the first observance of Father's Day was also held in West Virginia. It happened in 1908, and it just kind of passed into infamy. People just kind of went, hmm. Uh, 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 they tried to get it off the ground. Ironically, it was held at a church. So once again, we, we this this becomes a church oriented holiday, which I found very interesting because you don't think in terms that it may have had some religious background, but it does. Huh. So a number huh. a number of Methodist churches. Uh, uh, tried to get a Father's Day off the ground. In 1911, Jane Addams proposed that a citywide Father's Day celebration be held in Chicago, but she was actually turned down. So we've gone from the first Father's Day in 1908, we have a woman in Chicago, she's been turned down. Now, I do find this interesting. There have been women, they're the ones that have been the proponent of Father's Day. Which is kind of cool. You
1: no, know, what do you mean, turned down? Like she wanted the city to recognize the day, or she wanted to have an event in the park or at a Apparently, church. And they just said no. She no petitioned fathers. the city.
0: And the city turned her down. So, as you said, at what level? I
1: mean, everybody on the city council hated their dad. They had terrible fathers.
0: Well, and you think about (laughs) Chicago politics, that's the first thing that came to mind. I thought to myself, you know, some very strict guy up there, listen, this is the slaughterhouse of America. We don't have time for fathers. Get out of here. You know, it's like so. Gangsters, corruption. Prohibition, you would think. Fathers? No way. No. No Al Capone for you today. But yes, no Father's Day in 1911. Uh, There was a big Father's Day celebration held in Vancouver, Washington in 1912, once again suggested by a Methodist pastor. They mistakenly believed that they had been the first to celebrate such a day. So they really took credit for we're the first Father's Day. And then here, this is almost craziness. When I looked this up, I thought... This, they're making this up. But uh, Harry C. Meek, a member of the Lions Club International, claimed that he had first come up with the idea for Father's Day in 1915. Now, Meek said that the third Sunday in June was chosen
1: because it was his birthday. Wow, this guy has a high opinion of himself.
0: Well, when I read that, I thought to myself, doesn't the th- – Third
1: Sunday in June? Doesn't the date the physically change? Changes? Every year the date changes.
0: Yeah, so how did Harry Meek, who uh, I, it doesn't say whether he was Meek or not, but how on earth did he come up with that? Harry, he was very
1: arrogant and he was not very smart.
0: <laughs> so Meek uh, apparently Uh, Because of his affiliation with the Lions Club, the Lions Club has named him the originator of Father's Day. So if you are a Lions Club member, there's apparently a chapter in your lore that points to a Harry Meek as to being the inventor of Father's Day. But this this is disputed by historians.
1: I apologize to the Lions Club members listening who may or may not have heard
0: me say that he was not smart. We're being critical of <laughs> Harry Meek, Lions Club dignitary. But he thought, okay, I've become the originator of Father's Day. And this other part, I thought to myself, this sounds made up as well. You would think, okay, they tried to have the big celebration in Chicago. They've had Methodist ministers. They've had all these luminaries uh, suggest a Father's Day. Uh, in 1916, uh, President Woodrow Wilson wanted to make it an officially recognized federal holiday, but Congress resisted, fearing that it would become commercialized. Now, of course, it has
1: become commercialized, but in 1916, would you have worried about that? Yeah, I wonder what commercialized meant to them in 1916. Well, that you couldn't do much internet shopping back well, I, then. I don't think they were worried about uh,
0: banner ads on their <laughs> smartphones. I just thought this sounds made up, but apparently he was concerned about that. U.S. President Calvin Coolidge recommended in 1924 that the day be observed throughout the entire nation, but he stopped short of issuing a national proclamation. So he he recognized that this was important to people,
1: but he never made a national proclamation. And again, by this time, Mother's Day was already recognized.
0: Yes. Mother's Day was recognized very early in the 1900s. So it had become a holiday that people were very comfortable with uh, celebrating. And this really gets us to a point, and this is the best part of this, in 1957, so we're all the way up now to 1957, where Father's Day is not a regular day on our calendar. But Maine Senator Margaret Chase Smith wrote a Father's Day proposal accusing Congress of of ignoring fathers for 40 years while honoring mothers, thus singling out just one of our two parents.
1: You know, men really have had it bad. Is this the first (laughs) equal rights uh, struggle?
0: Well, as you know, (laughs) of the the 20th century? It is hilarious (laughs) that you bring this up because, yeah, Mother's Day is a given because we, you and I have seen the dynamics in our own family with kids. Dad is a cool guy, but Dad's
1: like not as approachable as Mom. Have, have we n- noticed that? Well, you know, it's it's a fact in uh, media that the buying power in advertising comes from the female of, of the household. Mom has the power. And I think you know it's been that way since day one. Uh, mom gets her own day. It's Mother's Day. It's taken 50 years just to get some senator from Maine to bring it up again. I
0: find this amazing that she was still saying this in 1957 now realize in 1957 we weren't even close to having a father's day it took until and i told you this is almost like a a detective it took until 1966 (laughs) president lyndon johnson uh one of our more comical presidents uh, he issued the first presidential proclamation Honoring fathers designating the third Sunday in June as Father's Day.
1: Nineteen sixty six. Nineteen sixty
0: six. Lyndon Johnson, who of course is is uproarious, he was perhaps the rudest, most direct uh, profane president that ever walked the planet. But mm-hmm. in 1966, he said, hey, let's honor dads. That must have been a slow week for uh, his presidency. <laughs> he must have felt uh, there was this is one more day he could barbecue at his Texas ranch. Yes. Is probably what happened. Six years later, the day was made a permanent national holiday when President Richard Nixon signed it into law in 1972. Another hilarious president for nefarious reasons. So I find this interesting <laughs> that a couple of numbskull presidents. <laughs> and it took them to finally do something about it, and it really wasn't until 1972. Uh, they're using the phrase here, permanent national holiday, because you know there's always distinctions about days that we honor and then what are national holidays, but mm-hmm. it's an actual holiday. So as a dad now, you can point to third Sunday in June, that's my day.
1: Thank God I wasn't alive in 1965 before we had a Father's Day.
0: <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> now do you feel like that Father's Day at your house that your kids uh were did you did you feel like they they participated in it? They participated because they felt, you know, like, hey, it's really important for dad, or do you think they kind of felt like it was something they had to do?
1: Well, I think it was uh more the latter. I think it was directed by their mom because we, you know, that time of the year, there's no school in uh, the third Sunday in June, school's out. so there's no chance of me getting anything they made in art class. There's no pottery. There's nothing they're gonna draw me that their teacher came up with. Uh, nothing in craft, you know, the craft portion of, of third grades uh, um, art class, you know, all of that in in May was still happening. So, right, so mom always got a cool thing from art class or craft or Girl Scouts or something that was happening in May. Which is, of course, by June, there's no school, there's no structure, there's nothing going on. They're at the pool every day. Uh, so it was it was uh, directed by their mom, and usually. Kind of an afterthought, like you mentioned, like, oh, my gosh, this weekend's Father's Day. we got to get Dad something.
0: Well, it's funny you said that because, you know, in the hemispheres of the world that in South America, they're enjoying their winter while we're enjoying our summer. And then that flips, you know, at the uh, equinox or Mm -hmm. or whatever the word is. But the reason why I bring that up, in South America, it's considered a great thing to make your dad something nice in school. So they're in school. And so you raise a very good point that I hadn't really put thought to, that in June you weren't going to get the great handicraft stuff that you usually get from school kids. Yeah,
1: no. My, my, uh, their, their mom always got a cool picture frame with a picture of them in it. Sure. I get uh, a placemat from Applebee's that they colored the night before. <laughs> It's the thought
0: that counts, isn't it? <laughs> now, in addition to Father's Day, International Men's Day is celebrated in many countries on November 19th in honor of men and boys who are not fathers. So apparently, even if you're not a dad, you still get a day. So,
1: No, I don't you agree go. with that. There I'm, you not, go. I'm not on board with that. As a dad, you're drawing the line. You've got to earn your fatherhoodness. Well. And if you don't have kids, then you don't get to celebrate. Now,
0: you'll appreciate this. It is celebrated in different ways throughout the world. In the United Kingdom, Father's Day is celebrated once again on the third Sunday in June, but it doesn't have a long tradition in Great Britain. Believe it or not, the English year 2006 states that it entered British popular culture, quote, sometime after the Second World War, but not without opposition. So the British, who of course we were longtime colonists with the British, you always say to yourself, so what happens in the 4th of July in Great Britain? Just a lot of grumbling. <laughs> yeah, so they weren't particularly happy, but I thought that was interesting in that finally in 2006 they recognized, hey, you know, America has a tradition and they passed it along. And so, there is, so the fathers of Great Britain can thank we Americans for helping them out.
1: I wonder how much the Internet had to do with that, with people in Great Britain seeing how – Great! The fathers are treated on Father's Day in America. Pre-internet, they couldn't see that in real time. It took them a great deal of time. So that's a great
0: point. Now we talked about some countries you may want to relocate as a dad. In Germany, apparently they hike with a wagon filled with wine and beer bottles. The footnote to that was they said this was just an opportunity for a lot of German dads to get drunk.
1: Are the, so the beer bottles are not opened yet. I it didn't maybe they say it could be a recycling trek. You would hope that, yes, they were trying to do something
0: positive. But I thought that was a little intriguing, that for whatever reason in Germany, it's kind of an opportunity for dads. And they take this track with this wagon with their sons.
1: I was going to say, is it just a solo thing? The dads are like finally some p- peace some and peace alone and time. It's just me and a wagon full of beer. Well, the thing I I kind of disliked
0: about hearing this is and it's not because I was you know I'm trying to be an abolitionist, but I thought to myself, you're kind of teaching your your sons something a little twisted on Father's Day. Hey, can't wait to get to that third Sunday in June so we can haul that wagon out. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. That's in Germany?
0: That's in Germany. According to the National Retail Foundation, we're prepared to show just how much we love our dads. Their annual survey found that 76% of Americans do plan to celebrate Father's Day, and they will spend an average of $139 per person and we'll spend a record sixteen billion dollars collectively on Father's Day.
1: Seventy percent of Americans—they say seventy-six will...
0: percent of Americans plan to celebrate Father's Day. Okay, I you know I spent
1: over a hundred bucks on stuff for my dad.
0: So that fits. You're you're kind yep. of in that sweet spot. Yep,
1: I got him a, a a cool Bluetooth speaker, and I got him four beach towels, uh, which might sound weird, but he. Uh, well, he, he lives in Florida. He lives so in that's Florida, positive. and he commented on these beach towels and how much he liked them. So I got him a, a matching oh, set good. of four of them, and uh, I got him an oversized card. And we're having a cookout. May or may not rain. I don't care as long as the grill works and the food is hot. Uh, that's how we celebrate. And yeah, it's I'm right in there. I'm one of the 76 percent. I'm one of the people that spent more than a hundred bucks.
0: That's good. I'm glad you didn't get him a hundred dollar winter coat. Hey, Dad, I know you live in Florida, but (laughs) there might be a cold snap. So see, you were being thoughtful. Uh, My favorite thing I ever received was an oversized card that, when opened, uh, had the song from the Baja men, Who Let the Dogs Out? Okay. And I wish that I still had that card somewhere because that just uh, warmed my heart.
1: And you knew it was the novel The novelty,
0: novelty oversized card, Who Let the Dogs Out, Hoof, <laughs> hoof. a great song. And the fact that that's not a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame band is beside me. I have no idea why that is the case. They said that the most important quality that people look for in a Father's Day gift is that it is unique. So, yes, there you were trying mm-hmm. to find the perfect Father's Day gift. Your dad commented on those uh on those beach towels. So you went out yeah. and got those.
1: Dad's kind of tough. I, You know, my mom is easy because it's in May and the weather breaks uh, and they just get back from Florida and she needs flowers for her patio. So it's an easy, you know, I go to the local hardware store and I get some potted plants and flowers that are already made up. I know she'll love them. It's so easy to do. Uh, and then, you know, a few weeks later, I'm like, what the heck do I get my dad? So he's kind of hard to shop for. I kind of had a good one this year with the beach towels and the Bluetooth speaker. Uh, but I'm off the hook for this year. Until next year, I'll tell you that.
0: So you do seek that unique I, gift? It's and,
1: better than what my kids are going to get me. I'll t- <laughs> that's for
0: darn sure. Will you be receiving the oversized novelty card from one of your daughters? I'm just hoping for a text. <laughs> I Honestly. You, I told you when my kids got older, it was the 4.45 p.m. Sunday text, yeah. which was fine. That's okay. I mean, I got plenty of great gifts, and, and really, you know, the, the point of many of these articles are that you know, thankfully, your dad is the guy who has everything. I mean, everybody in their life knows that their dad's got most of the tools and all the toys Mm -hmm. that he's ever, ever going to need, and it really is difficult to find him something special. In fact, difficult enough that if you do a Google search for Father's Day gifts, you'll be pleasantly surprised that a number of big news organizations take it very seriously. Uh, CBS News has a very distinctive story in their uh, their website regarding Father's Day gifts hmm. because they know that people are seeking unique gifts. And as you know, unique doesn't need to be expensive, but you need it to be special enough so that dad actually says, ah, okay. yeah," Because you didn't get him the $20 uh, Bluetooth speaker. You got him the m- more pricey one, which he's going to enjoy a lot more. Though you might have had to explain just a little bit how to use it, but he was probably or, or probably will be very pleased.
1: I am hope you hit the nail on the head. I, I'm hoping he uses it, because he's not the most tech-friendly guy. Uh, there is a way to plug in your, your phone into it. it does, you don't have to use the Bluetooth. There's some lighting features on it, so it lights up. Uh, It may just end up being a $100 paperweight,
0: (laughs) and that's okay. We don't know, but it is (laughs) unique, so yes. So there's Father's Day.
1: And we want to wish everybody listening a happy Father's Day weekend. If you'd like to learn more about uh, us, you can tweet me, at Adam Ritz, or join us on Facebook, Adam Ritz Show.